0: Is there not an entire section on this subject? Yes, that's unfair. I may have I may have changed my mind about beef Is, a very Is your, Is your book for sale a Yes, it is. Have you, let you me ever asked God tell for forgiveness? Let me tell you. I'm not me, sure. I just go and try and do me, a better job. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell Say it, you, it like you mean it. Me, this is me, my Bible. Yo, Trey. What up? To say. hey what's going on everybody welcome back to let me tell you episode 90 i'm your host the evangelical norm um it has been a weird week uh we are late obviously in uh, dropping this episode usually we come out on monday morning um but with just different things that have come up issues work uh construction in the basement um It has been uh, postponed, delayed, but uh, they, you know, what they say, better late than never, right? Um, I actually think being delayed helped a little bit because I think it probably toned down as angry as I was with some of the stuff we're going to talk about today. I mean, I was, I was livid Um, over the weekend, I mean, early last week and through the weekend, was just uh, and I thought it would be would be over it come Thanksgiving, uh, but yeah, that didn't happen. Just continued to watch things with COVID and, and stuff like that, and so uh, yeah, teaser maybe uh, That's not even really a teaser. That is just uh, we'll we'll get there. Um, but first off, you know, let's talk about the uh, the obvious elephant in the room we still have no president elect um no joe biden is not the president elect yet and um it likely will be again we've talked done whole episodes on this more than likely i i seriously doubt now i, I get these little glimmers of hope especially listening to steve dace and and, and cross politic today uh it it's wednesday uh, go look at Cross Politics Midweek Fix. The the, the gentleman that they talked to today, um, it 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 does give little uh little glimmers of hope that there might be enough evidence out there um, to overturn this election. Not that I am super excited about another four years of a Trump presidency, but I'm absolutely fearful of four years of a Joe Biden. Well. A Kamala Harris uh, presidency because this is not going to be a Joe Biden presidency. Again, we've talked about that ad nauseum. Joe's not going to be president. If, if they do certify this election on behalf of Joe Biden, he is not going to be president more than 15 minutes. The, the, the amount of time it takes to do the paperwork for the 25th amendment to have him declared, um, unfit for office and, Bye bye, Joe. Hello, President Kamala Harris. And who knows what kind of nutcase she's going to pull in as her VP, right? Um, likely not an old, uh, racist, misogynistic white dude, um, which is, um, you know, either way, what you're looking at with uh, Trump or I, I take that back. I don't think there's any real evidence that, that Donald Trump is a racist. Um, has he said some really dumb things in light of race and so on? Yeah, but there's, he's not a racist. We'll just leave it at that. Um, so there's still lawsuits going on in Philadelphia, uh, Arizona. There's still a lot of, of legal fighting uh, being done there's still a lot of really sketchy stuff out there that is, is fairly credible allegations at this point. It, yes, it needs to be proven, has not been proven, uh, but they're fairly, again, fairly credible accusations that are out there um, or allegations of malfeasance in the uh, voting system. We'll, we'll, we'll put it like that. So um, as more and more of that comes out, more than likely this coming Sunday uh, or Monday when we drop the episode, I'll record on Sunday. We'll talk more about that uh, as, more, as the light of those things uh, come to be more uh, realized. I guess that's what I'm trying to say as we as we as we get to the point where we can actually say this is either true or this is false these things and i think throughout this week we're going to see more and more i know there are uh, um, people testifying in, in front of the philadelphia legislature right now even though and and in arizona the two places where people are coming in and giving their their statements those who have, have uh sworn affidavits and stuff like that. So uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see what this next week brings in the election um, sphere. And uh, again, we just have to wait and see. Next week, the 13th of December is the day that all of this has to be certified or not. And the 14th is when Congress will get together and they will pass a law recognizing the president-elect and uh and we'll go from there and at that point joe biden will be the president elect there still is no office of the president elect and, and this is a this is a and i didn't believe it when trump had it when obama had it and i don't think bush ever had an office of the president elect no one else is no one has ever had this i think clinton was the first one to uh to have a office of the president-elect, which is not a constitutionally recognized office. It has absolutely no power. No president has power until they are inaugurated. So they can't make any decisions. Joe can't. I mean, he can start to form his, uh, his cabinet, which he has started to do. And that is uh, <sighs> dumpster fire just does not seem severe enough to describe the cabinet that Joe Biden is putting together. Then again, we don't know how long that cabinet's going to be there. Kamala Harris may have her own ideas of who she's bringing in to, to be her administration. We'll see. Maybe, maybe we end up with, uh, uh, still with the Trump administration. Who knows? Only the next week and a half will tell, and then we will have, uh, some real concrete information and he was the president of the United States. And so, um, you know, let's, let's leave that and talk about something a little less controversial. Um, Colin Kaepernick has uh, been back in the news the last few days, because apparently there was a possibility that my beloved Denver Broncos were going to try to sign him um, because we have no quarterbacks. all four of our quarterbacks are ineligible to play football right now because of COVID regulations and and blah, 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 COVID. And uh, to quote my my daughter, COVID is ruining everything. And it is. COVID is literally ruining everything. So we have no quarterbacks as as the Broncos. So there was, I guess, some talk about bringing in Colin Kaepernick to play for Denver, which – here we are Wednesday of, of the the next week. And obviously that didn't happen um, because uh, it wouldn't have done him any good anyway, because again, COVID uh, rules regarding, you know, players would say that he would have had to wait six days, basically quarantine for six days after being tested before he could play. So he wouldn't have been able to play anyway, but here's the deal. Here's the deal, okay, unpopular opinion, Um, I would be okay. I would literally, even bringing back some of our quarterbacks, I would be okay signing Colin Kaepernick. Um, He's, again, we haven't seen him engage in a real game in a long time. Granted, his last year, year and a half, he was not that great. Early on, he had signs of of. Potential of of you know being one of the greatest quarterbacks uh, out there you know in early in his career, then kind of became mediocre. You know he he went all Joe Flacco on us, um, and then became real political and became a liability essentially. And so, I've always said I've been saying for the last I don't know. How many years has Kaepernick been out? I don't know. For the last three years, maybe more, since his last year and since all the, the the controversy about kneeling and stuff came, I've been saying, sign him, Broncos. Sign him and give him a shot. Get him underneath some of the quarterback coaching that we have under the tutelage of, of John Elway, um, And see if he can't become a good quarterback again. And see if he can't do something. We, I mean, we got through the Tim Tebow kneeling years. And that controversy, fairly okay. I mean, the the haters drove him out of Denver. um, And maybe it would be the same thing. But we could deal with the Kaepernick kneeling controversy as well. Um, Again, I've always maintained, I don't care what you do for the national anthem. I am a veteran. I stand when the anthem is played in my basement. If I'm here in my basement and I'm watching a football game, and I don't think they show it anymore. I haven't watched a lot of games. I usually come in in the middle. Um, But I don't know that they show it anymore because of the, the controversy. But when I would be back in the day when they did all that, when the national anthem came on and I was sitting in my basement, I would stand up. I stand for the national anthem because I served in the military. I, I, I have respect for my flag, and I honor it. But part of my time in the military and my willingness to serve in the military, I never saw combat. So I won't say I risked my life, except in you know, uh, potential crazy bar fights. This is the worst I ever saw. Um, So I can't say I risked my life for your right to, but I served for your right to do whatever it is you want to do during the National Anthem. You know, if you're making noise, I may shush you. I'm that guy. But if you're sitting next to me and you choose to sit during the National Anthem, fine. I don't care. It's, it's on you. That's your choice. You have the freedom as an American to sit, stand, kneel, do jumping jacks, whatever. Um, just don't interfere with my ability to stand and sing, usually pretty loudly, the national anthem. Uh, because, again, I am proud of my country. I'm proud of my flag. Um, I sing uh, just as loud as I do in church. uh For the songs that I sing to my savior, not giving any quality, but I I don't, it's probably just a bad analogy there. Um, Songs in church are far more important uh, than songs for the country, but still, I sing loud in church. I sing loud when the national anthem comes on. Um, There you go. But I don't care what you do. I don't care what my quarterback does. I don't care what my football team does. If they want to kneel, sit, stand, hang out in the locker room, whatever it is, that is their right as an American to either stand or not. So I would say I, we still, um, well, again, he still wouldn't be able to play this week, even if they signed him today. Um, because COVID is ruining it for everybody. Um, but I would, I would be okay. I mean, I guess the last uh, workout that he put on and so on wasn't the greatest. But I mean, look at what we're dealing with. I, I, Drew Locke is a pretty good quarterback. He's okay. He hasn't been the greatest. He hasn't been lived up to the hype of last season. Uh, Rippian wasn't too bad. Driscoll, eh, Bortles. No, I'll, I'll, I'll trade any of the three backups. For Kaepernick, right now, sight unseen. But again, Elway's not uh, t- answering my calls. Well, I, I don't call; I tweet. He's not answering my tweets, and uh, rightly so. Probably, probably a good idea. That's why he's Elway, um, GM of the Broncos, and I'm Norm, uh, just podcast dude. So there you go. Um, but COVID has kind of messed up everything for football. It's a weird football season. It was a weird basketball season. It's just weird everything because of COVID. And um, COVID also really did its best to mess up Thanksgiving. And I hope it didn't for you. And this is what really had me just angry. This had me, like, when I first saw this video, which was, like, two days before Thanksgiving... It was probably right after I did my last podcast, and and I was determined. I think I almost did a midweek podcast last week just to talk about this because I was so angry about it. But um, before we get there, I'm going to play this video for you um, and why I was so angry. But here's the deal. This is yesterday's. Uh, Numbers. I I pulled these numbers yesterday because I thought I was going to record yesterday and then I didn't record yesterday. So we may be a little off. But globally, total cases, 63 million people have contracted COVID-19 throughout the world that have been tested and, and shown to be positive. That sounds like such a huge number until you put it into context of the 6 billion people in the world. And this is like, and actually, I think we're up to 7 billion. Um, this is less than 1%. Less than 1%. Let me say it again. Less than 1% of the people in the world have contracted COVID-19. Did I mention it was less than 1% of the people in the world? Six bill, even Even if we go at 6 billion, it would be just over 1%. 600 million would be 10%, 6 billion, right? Okay, math, it's math. So, at 7 billion people, this is under 1% of the world's total, and the deaths are far less than that. It's not even 1% of, or it's not even 10% of the, uh, the total cases have died, Right? right six million would be if we're if we're doing the count six million would be ten percent right one is like point three million would be point five percent or five percent one so we're talking like two percent of those people who have got it globally have died when you put that in a global number, I'm trying to do math on the fly. I should have added all these numbers up before, but here you go. This is what you get from Norm when he does podcasting. Um, put that in, in, in globally, this is 0.01% uh, or less than 0.01% of the, the global population have died. Now let's jump down to the United States. 13 million people have died in the United or have contracted the case. So a huge number of the global cases have been in the US. Why is that? Because we're closer. I don't know. I don't know why. Because our population is so much higher. I mean, we are 300 million, 330 million people in the United States. 13 million have contracted the the COVID-19. And 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 been tested positive and so on. Right? So, what is that math-wise? 300 Three hundred. 30 million would be, so we're, we're talking about 5% of the population in the United States have, have contracted this disease or have been tested positive that no, have actually had a test. That's not counting um, the uh, those who were asymptomatic, who never knew they had it, who had it and didn't know they had it and so on. So it could be a far greater number of people have had it And of those people who have had it, 268,000 people have died. Again, we are talking less than one, less than one hundredth of a percent of the population of the United States have died from this. You literally have, if you are a citizen of the United States, You have a ninety-five percent chance, at least, if not a slightly more ninety-six percent chance, of never catching it, and you have ninety-nine point nine eight percent chance of surviving it, if you do. So, do, do do you understand? I mean, I'm not trying to make light. I'm not saying it's a hoax. I'm not saying it's not dangerous. I'm not saying, but I'm saying, again, for the overwhelming majority of people like me, and I'm pretty sure I had it before they even knew it was here. We've talked about that before. Last November, over a year ago, I had like the worst chest cold cough of my life. Um, I don't remember if I lost my sense of taste or not. I, I don't remember if that happened. Um I do know just walking up my stairs made me short of breath there were one or two times laying in the recliner upstairs where I slept for 2 weeks because my coughing was keeping my poor wife awake that I I literally laid there and considered should I call 911 because I'm having pressure in my chest Don't at me bro I know I was a medic I'm 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 that guy and probably should have didn't so be it. it is what it is but I think I had it I'm pretty sure my daughter had it in February so all that is to say I've had two sisters now my I have one sister that is currently going through her time she just got tested positive I've had another sister that had it I had a niece that had it a great-nephew that had it a cousin that had it that spent weeks in the hospital in a medically induced coma I had a, a friend in Colorado that I had done his wedding the year before and he had it and spent time in the ICU. I think he was actually on a ventilator. I don't think they they medically induced a coma for him, but he was on a ventilator, um, intubated and so on. So I know this is a serious virus. And for some people, it is very deadly. For others it is not, for children, for healthy young people. This is not a death sentence. But this this is where I'm this is where I'm gonna get heated. But this is the garbage that they've been putting out there that they're making you the fear mongering surrounding this crap is insane. Because they are literally trying to make you think that Anytime you get together with anybody, you're automatically de- bound and de- determined to get this. And it's an automatic death sentence. So this is this is from Washington State. This is a video that they ran and um, just before the holidays that ju- oh, just angers me, angers me. So I'm going to play this for you guys, let you see this video. You, most of you have probably seen it. If you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, you've seen it because... This And I'm, I put the, the quote in there. This is what tyranny looks like. This is literally what tyranny looks like. This is them trying to, to scare you to the point that you think that even getting together with people in your own home is going to, to put you on a ventilator and and be essentially a death sentence. So here we go. Here, here's the, the garbage that you get from Governor Jay Inslee in Washington State. COVID-19 can find you here, when you're just trying to celebrate. It can find you here, when you're with your closest friends. Or even here, when you're spending time with family. Wear a mask. Stay six feet apart. Don't host gatherings, even in your own home. Protect the people you love. All right, here's the deal. Governor Herbert did this here in Utah, trying to tell people not to host big gatherings in their home, no more than 10 people, blah, blah, blah. Inslee just did it in Washington. I mean, taxpayer dollars, y'all. This is taxpayer dollars went into this video that was made up in Washington State. So they could essentially say, we are the new tyrants, and we are going to tell you what you can and cannot do or shouldn't, shouldn't do, in your own freaking home. Here's the deal. Governor Herbert, I think I said this last week. I don't know if I did or not, but here we'll say it again. Until you start paying my mortgage, you don't get the right to tell me what I can and cannot do in my own home. In a legal sense. No, I cannot have a meth lab. No, I cannot have a a legal casino or... There are things I can't do. You cannot tell me how many people I can have gather in my home. Not when you have, you get to determine what is a state of emergency, and then you get to issue yourself emergency powers to, no, no. Here's the deal. Here, I'm going to, I'm going to lay this out. I I laid this out on my sister-in-law's, a thing she said, and of course, nobody responded to me. Nobody ever responds to norm because because I can back up the, the things that I say. So people just ignore me. My liberal relatives and so on, when I do make statements on their Facebook pages, they just ignore me. Because they can't answer. Because I'm not some kook that's coming at you with nonsense. I can back up the crap that I say. Here's the deal. My work. Not going to name where I work, but required to wear masks when we're there. Everybody's required to wear masks. It is a requirement. So I wear a mask at work because I like my paycheck and I like my job. Since I have been there, almost two months, we have had at least, I can't say exactly, but we have had at least 20 people go out for extended periods of time for covid Whether they had it, family member had it, uh, somebody they carpooled with had it. All mask wearers, at least 20 cases and one death. Which was shocking to me because the guy that died was like 27. Young, very young, not very old. I don't know if he had any comorbidities or anything like that, but he was young. (laughs) <laughs> one of the, one of the guys I, I worked closer with in his seventies was out for two weeks with COVID. Back to work, no issues, doing great. Hardest worker on my crew almost. Um, so yeah, all mask wearers, twenty cases at least, one death. Most of them not serious. I don't know of anybody except for the one guy who died, and he was actually. They were thinking he was going to come back to work that the next day. And he, he called up and said, you know what? I'm still I'm, I'm better one day and called up the next day. You know, I'm kind of feeling a little funky. I'm going to stay home one more day. And his wife found him dead later that morning. So tragic that it happened the way that it happened. I'm not downplaying that part. But here we have required masking all mask wearers. 20 cases, one death. My church has been meeting since April. No masks, no social distancing, uh, loud singing. I think I mentioned that already. And, um, and hugs, uh, handshakes, uh, you name it. We're doing it. Probably close to 140 to 170 people on any given Sunday. In our church building. So we are close. At work we're spread out. Throughout the building. Church we are close. We are not social distant. We are not wearing masks. Zero cases. Th- that I know of. And I'm, I'm probably sure. We would have heard about it. And been praying for people. For the people who have been at our church. Zero cases. I know of one couple that had, had gone off, you know, part of our church for years, God bless them, didn't leave out of animosity, went to support another church plant that is closer to their house of another really good friend. Um, so I don't know why I had to go down that rabbit trail, but, um, but after they left and and I don't know, this is anecdotal, but they got COVID after they left, going to a church where they're social distancing, and and I don't I don't know if they're I think they are masking at this other church. I, I'm not 100% sure. Here's what I'm thinking. I've got two two thoughts uh, in mind of why this is the case. I'm not a scientist. I don't get I don't have any grant money to do the test on this and do the the uh, um, studies on this, but somebody should. Either wearing the masks is giving people a false sense of security. So they're either not washing their hands the way they should. Maybe they're getting a little too close. For I don't know. I mean, I don't wear a mask anywhere but work. But when I go to the store or anything, I'm not up in anybody's faces. At church, I give people hugs. I handshake. I do. But I wash my hands a lot. I use a whole lot of stinking hand sanitizer. I mean, every time I turn around, I'm using hand sanitizer at church because... We are a kid church. We are people that have our kids in church with us. And 75%, I think, of, of, of in church, in service children stuff is cleanup. <laughs> I'm watching so many moms clean up. I'm grabbing tissues to help moms clean up because I like to, to help and I'm that guy, right? And then I use hand sanitizer. If I sneeze, I use hand sanitizer. If I cough, I use hand sanitizer. If I scratch my head, I use hand sanitizer. I seriously, I mean, I'm constantly, I'm very, I think I'm becoming more and more germophobic in my old age. I'm not OCD, but I use a lot of hand sanitizer. So does everybody else in the church. They wash their hands. And I think because we're not wearing masks, we are a little bit more uh, cautious, you know? And we are, uh, I think we are a little bit aware of some of the older people. You know, maybe it is, You know, a handshake and then a step back and stuff like that. But we still do all that. I'm hugging people, not making any difference. So I'm thinking either masks give people a false sense of security. Here's my real thought. And again, this is where I wish I had the money to do the study. But when I'm face to face with somebody and we're talking and they're breathing at me and I'm breathing at them, my nose does what my nose is supposed to do. And it filters out germs and bacteria and stuff like that. God made nose hairs for those purposes to help as a, as a first line of defense against sickness and illness and so on. So those germs are going by and they're in and they're out and they're gone. You know, I mean in the, the weird possibility that someone is close enough and they actually get a little spittle on my face. I mean, I wipe that stuff off and I use hand sanitizer, right? We clean after those things. If you're wearing a mask and somebody somehow gets droplets and stuff on your mask it just sits there and you are constantly breathing it in and out and in and out it's just hanging out there on your mask moisture and germs and stuff like that and your own germs and this you know all this stuff is just sitting there getting moist on your mask and 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 there and so there's so much more of a chance of you inhaling something there that's going to get past the defenses. It's just my, my opinion. That's my my speculation. But what I can tell you, and it is anecdotal, but it is reality. Required masking at work. 20 cases in a month and a half at least of whether, And again, not necessarily all positives, but Family members, so on. We've had people out. At least 20 people since I started in a month and a half. For long periods of time, one death. Church, meeting since April, not social distancing, no masks, zero cases. I think you know where I stand on the masking thing. I think you know where I stand on the gathering thing. I've been playing poker with guys from church once a month on a Saturday night in close quarters uh, for months since, I mean, we had one in April. We called it our COVID game. And actually maybe it was March. And I, I bought a, 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 a big bottle of Corona for the occasion being my sense of humor. So again, we have had these gatherings. I these mandates, these lockdowns, this is not loving your neighbor. This is not loving your neighbor, making them locked down. We should do through what the Bible tells us to do. The old people should quarantine. Those who are fearful can stay home. It is your right. You can wear a mask. You can do whatever you want. But requiring people who are young and healthy to do these things is tyranny. It is not constitutional. It is not right. And it is not loving. I know people who are on the verge of losing their businesses because of these multiple shutdowns, who have had to do GoFundMe accounts in order to keep their business alive so they can feed their families. How is that loving your neighbor forcing them to shut down? Now, if anybody out there wants to shut down their business, that, again, that is their right. And if you don't want me in your business unless I'm wearing a mask, that is your right too. And I will go find somebody because I I've found plenty of places that will not say anything. I have been in Costco. I have been in Walmart. I have been in Mavericks and 7-Elevens and you name it. I've gone in there without a mask and I bought my things and I've got out and nobody's died. Specifically me. So there you go. These, these governmental mandates are are tyrannical overreach and you will not change my mind you cannot change my mind in those situations because those are wrong and the government should not be doing this take care of those who are ill they should quarantine when we know they're ill if they are fearful fearful or susceptible then yes they need to, to they can quarantine take care of themselves those who are young and healthy should be out doing their thing, maybe even catching this so we can develop herd immunity. We, if we had just not locked down and let the virus do what the virus does in the young and the healthy that aren't going to die and kept the old and infirm and those who are susceptible away from it. Then we would have developed herd immunity. We wouldn't need a, a virus or a vaccine. We wouldn't need any of these things. We could just go on and do our thing. And we'd be where Sweden is with a a low rate at this point. But every time we do these lockdowns, we have a spike after they come out. Go figure. People go back out in public and then they they, the virus is still there. You lock people down and you force them into, you know, hideaways then okay they're they're quarantined they're away from stuff and then when they go back out the virus is still there it still has to be dealt with that's why you get spikes and yes if you do increase testing you get increased positives and increased negatives if you go from testing a thousand people to ten thousand people and you were getting ten percent positive on a thousand of which is a hundred, and then you get ten percent positive on a ten thousand, it's a thousand. That's gonna look like a spike. It's math. My my favorite line in, in Spider Man Far From Home. It yeah, it's math. It's math. And that's all it is. And it's math and it's sad and it's 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 not a a hoax, but masks don't work lockdowns don't work common sense hygiene wash your filthy hands stay home if you're sick if you're showing any symptoms stay home get tested but if you're not go do your thing get out there live your life and preach the gospel at all times use words they're necessary until next week soli deo gloria